0: Welcome to the Divine Feminine Podcast, where I am your host, Priestess Hanira Abunu. Here, I support women in learning and applying the Divine Feminine principles into their lives. We talk about lifestyle, family, culture, and spirituality, all from a traditional African perspective. Welcome to the Safe Space. Divine Feminine Family, how are you guys doing? Welcome back, welcome back. We have another episode today. This is episode 26. We're going to continue with Rites of Passage. But before we do, I just want to check in with you guys. How are you doing? How's the weather where you are? How is... uh, (laughs) post-election I'm not sure you guys need to chime in and let me and let me know how it is where you are I've been reading updates that um your president is like fighting and won't leave I don't know. You you guys know I don't have much of an opinion. It's all a big distraction to me. What I would ask you, though, is what are you doing to prepare for the future, right? What, what are you doing, right? Since we started this series of Rites of Passage, just started the podcast, since you started listening to the podcast, what have you started doing to prepare for the future because life is changing and you know i'm still hearing people say they're waiting for life to get back to normal Hmm. (laughs) that is so i don't know this is the new normal and it will only turn and morph into more um of this new, right, this change, so I don't know. Um, what What is it, it's November? It's the middle of November now, and we are almost at the end of the year. I will tell you the weather where I am, it is 90 during the day and 80 at night. It's beautiful and this is uh, going into the hot season um, which means it's gonna get even hotter and um, I know some of you it's cold where you are it's snowing where you are I wish you were here with me you need to be here with me <laughs> Maybe next time you can come with me. We can plan to have you where I am. For those of you who don't know, I am in Africa, recording from the shores of Benin in the city of Cotonou. This is where I am, enjoying life. We've learned so much in being here yeah, we've learned so much. What What have I learned since, since being here? I've learned patience, that things take time. <laughs> I'm realizing just how much um, we are convenienced in America, how everything is set to convenience. I thought it was before, you know, with... Uh, Uh, food and um, opportunities and things like that. But coming to the continent, you really uh, learn patience. And I was speaking to someone, (laughs) and they said, you know, the one thing that... Americans who travel abroad are known for is complaining and they complain because things aren't like in America and I had to realize we're spoiled and that is part of the effects of colonialism and part of the effects from having our ancestors work for so long for so I would say for so little, but it was for free for a really long time um, because that put uh, um, the Americas on a learning curve that far exceeded the rest of the world and so we've made advancements in certain areas that um, we just is thrown off society. Um, yeah, and so coming and traveling, you learn to be patient and you learn not to complain and to have gratitude for all things. And I'm so appreciative for these lessons. I'm so appreciative for these lessons. I laugh. You so said, why is she laughing? I laugh because my children <laughs> haven't mastered that yet. <laughs> And so um, watching them navigate and helping them um, has been a wonderful thing. Speaking of the children, how are they? Um, The children are doing well. You know, they had a few bouts of um, uh, minor sickness in coming here, which is to be expected in coming to a new environment. And, you know, the things that... We need to be aware of is that when we're in the uh, in America, it's so sterile, it's so clean. Um, we don't get exposed to some of the um, bacterias and some of the natural um, parts of nature that we need to be exposed to in order to make our make us tough and. Um, It makes us weak, actually, and not being exposed to it. It makes us weaker, and when we travel to other places, it's hard for us. And so the kids um, have had some minor bouts of sickness, but they're starting to enjoy themselves. Even my teenager, if you guys see I posted on my Instagram, she's happy she's found her little cafes where she can go. And she's like, Mommy, it's not quite Starbucks, but I love the ambiance and look at the the jewelry and the display and the way the uh, upholstery is and the music and I like the way the presentation of the food is and she's like, I feel spoiled. And uh, so she has her nice little places where she goes here in Cotonou and um, it's been great. I'll tell you a couple things that the kids weren't ready for, for the two that are going to school and we'll get to the podcast in a second, but (laughs) for the two that are going to school, you know, the schools here um, believe in um, uh, uh, spanking the children. And uh, that's something that when I was younger, going to school in America was implemented. I'm not sure when uh, Paddling—it was called. Paddling was taking out of the states, uh, the school standards in in America. But um, I remember going to school in Louisiana and going to school in Texas. And um, yeah, if you were uh, being. a nuisance or out of line they had this big paddle and it's similar to what they used to use in hazing I think even in hazing it's been outlawed these days but yeah it was just a, a paddle and you would get paddles on the on the on the backside and um that was in my day so that was like the 80s I was born in the 70s, so that had to be been like the 80s, yeah? Um, maybe the 90s? I don't know. You guys do that research. Somebody let me know when uh, paddling was taken out of the school system. I tell you one thing, though... It hasn't been taken out of the school system here in Africa. And it's um, something that my kids have not been exposed to at all. And so it has caused them to have a new layer of respect for their teachers. (laughs) You know, the way they see, you know, the kids get paddled and spanked. And I tell them, I said, you know, I would tell you. Oh the men are Abbas are fathers and all the women in the community are mothers and so when you have parents all around you this includes the school and so it's one of the things that I appreciate being here in Africa just reinforcing the structure that I've been giving them in the states you know in the states we had a community of people that we lived with and around and and that was our nucleus, that was our our family, that was our extended family our our spiritual family that was our community and you know within that community you know the men and women govern the children accordingly like they're their own children and so you know the kids felt like okay well we've moved out of that community, we're in a new place you know it's different, no dear (laughs) this is our culture this is our way as African people, every m- woman will treat you like her child. That means she will love you, she will spoil you, give you treats and bonbon, which is what they call the little treats here, bonbon or or biscuit, like the little crackers or the little candies. Um, But she will also correct you if you need to be corrected, if you're out of line. And the fathers will do the same. The men will do the same. If you need to be corrected and scolded, they will do that. And so just having that support in the culture um, when the kids go to school, (laughs) they're taking some adjustment to, I think the first time the kids got... um, uh, they call it tape. The, the first time the kids got tapped, they got tape. They uh, came home. I got tapped today. I said, well, what did you do? It was everybody in the class. You know, no one was settling down, and the teacher tapped all of us. I say, okay. And you know what they use here? They use canes. They use the little branches, the twigs. Sometimes the teachers use what they can I said, you know what? Well, guess what? Don't complain to me. You stay in line so you don't get tape. (laughs) I just reinforce, you know, and uh, I don't know if they were expecting me to go up to the school and, you know, say... You know, you can't hit my kid. No, if he deserves to be tapped, then tap him. That is uh, what we need to do. That's what we're missing in America. You know, that's, you you know what they do in America? They take away the paddle. They take away the tape. And you know what they give the teachers? They give them guns. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't believe me. Do your research. Um, There are states in America, school districts in America, where the teachers are actually allowed to have guns. Um, There's states and school districts in America where the security guards have weapons. That is absolutely ludicrous to me. So you take away the paddle and you give them a gun, that's backwards. Um, That's not humanity, that's not being humane, that's not having, you know, uh, respect for the human being. You know, we should not want to cause that level of harm and damage to another human being, but that's a conversation for another day. So rites of passage. Let's think about that. Let's transition. Where are we? We, last episode, we are answering questions about the rites of passage. There's four questions that I told you in this series that we would answer. Uh, Those four questions, just to recap, is what is a rites of passage? Uh, Why is it important? Uh, What is fa? And what is a fa initiation? And so, this is our third part of our Rites of Passage series, and we've already answered the question of uh, what is Rites of Passage, right? And in that, for me, being um, a spiritual person, dealing with the unseen world I use initiation more than rites of passage Um, and remember in last episode we said it is the um, agreement with the unseen world that gives us that initiation Um, and so from here forward you guys will hear me Use initiation more than rites of passage, but understand for me in the context and what we're speaking, um, they can be used interchangeably. And so, yeah, we talked about rites of passage, what it is and why it's important. Um, Why it's important, we touched on a little bit. it's a coming of age and a transition from uh, one part of life into um, another part of life, an adaptation into a different group. Um, But when we're talking about, um, say, the uh, regular Uh, I don't want to say regular initiation, right? Because there's so many. And we're constantly initiating through life. Those of us who are on the spiritual path there, let me just say this to you. You will never, ever get to a point to where you um, uh, stop initiating. And that is one of the things that kind of um, I'm realizing is uh, torn between some of the scholars that we see in America. And I'm about to go on a tangent for a second, so you guys just bear with me and I'll get back on track. But that's one of the things that kind of, I don't want to say kind of, it does um, get underneath my skin, is that we have a lot of uh, scholars in the Americas that come and... Um, profess to have uh, initiatic knowledge, to be initiated, Um, but that is as far as it goes. There is even a mindset among some people that once you initiate, that you don't need to be associated with your temple or your priests anymore. And I want to dispel that. I um, don't believe that. I don't teach that. That to me does not fall in alignment with the mindset of nature at all. Um, That isn't an African paradigm. That's more of a colonial paradigm, right? That's the colonizer that says, let me get this little bit of knowledge and uh, this is all I need and I can cut you off and and move forward. We see that in the way he teaches you that um, when you're 18, you leave your family and you cut off from your family. When you get to a certain point in life. You don't need your mother and you don't need your father. You don't need your family anymore. There's isolation and you just go into the business world. We see that in so many areas of what uh, Western society teaches that it has even spilled into the spiritual paradigm. And I want to dispel that. Um, That is not African. African. That is not the way we base our principles. Um, That is not a principle of nature either. Because remember, the the first model we have is the divine model. And part of what they've given us as our first model is the family model is the family model and following the family model that leads us to our ancestors right Um, in the cycle of life and at what point do you um, reverence your ancestors but you don't or you're not I should say connected to your family that sounds kind of Ridiculous, Doesn't it? And so why would you think that you could initiate um, and have a spiritual mother and a spiritual father, but yet get cut off from them or cut yourself off or cut your own umbilical cord, so to speak? No, you don't do that. So, you know, I, I take issue. I take issue with... People in the West, whether you are a priest, whether you are a scholar, um, if you're a leader, where you go and um, get initiated and you think that's all you need is just that one initiation, that first initiation, and you can cut yourself off, right? We see that. I mean, tell me, for the people that you guys listen to out there and um, they have their uh, their aleques and their chins, there's so many people who have, um, say, their first ceremony, and they're done, and that's it. And you you never hear of them going to Africa again. You don't hear of them keeping in touch with their temple. You don't hear of them paying respect to their temples and those who um, initiated them. And they say, well, you know, because I've talked to a few people, and they said, well, you know, I got the power that I needed. You know, there's nothing to go back for. Eh? <laughs> I got the power. That's your answer? <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> I got the power that I needed, and there's nothing to go back for. There's no reason to stay connected. Wow. Um, I would just caution uh, those of you who have that mindset to, um, uh, take another look and go deeper, um, in what you're really, what your purpose is and what you're trying to do. And for those of you who are, say, new to spirituality and you don't know, you know, you don't know one way or the other. You were raised in this Western society and you, you don't realize that you're, um, Adopting or taking on a Western paradigm and thinking, "Oh, I'm initiated, or I'm gonna go for my initiation, and that's it." No, this is an adaptation. This is an acceptance into a society. This, is, and we talked about that. What is what is rites of passage? What is an initiation? It's um, an uh, an acceptance into a society so you don't go and get initiated and get the power get accepted into the society and then you say oh thank you you never hear from them again you never keep in touch with your with your home temple no you don't do that and how many of us you know I see the scholars especially in the conscious community please in the conscious community they go and uh, you know I've been initiated at this and they you know you see them with their with their ancestral um, uh, necklaces and and you know and that's all they have and they have all of this book knowledge and their initiation and that's it And there's no connection, and they use that to um, to validate themselves. They use that to uh, uh, substantiate themselves. But that is, you know, abusing the culture. Honestly, that is no no better. They are no better and I might catch some flack behind that, behind what I'm about to say, but it's okay, I don't mind. <laughs> I'm a big girl, I could take it. Um, they are no better than um, the colonizer that came to our beloved continent and raped it of its resources. You know, you're really showing to be uh, raised by uh, the colonizer. When you do that, you are showing to be a product of his teaching, not a product of African tradition and culture. So that's something you have to remove from yourself, right? You have to know that, and that's why it's so important that that you know um, the temple and know the priests or priestess that you're initiating under, right? That you uh, spend time with them because you're ben- building that um, connection. You, that will be your spiritual mother or father. They would have given you that power. Um, and it's a connection that is for life, should be there's no reason for you to have to go to another temple you should support it's like a family connection and when you realize that that it's a family connection it's a family bond then it's a society right you support the society you support the family and the family supports you it's a connection to source you when you take that mindset then it keeps you from um, putting yourself in like a danger zone. You don't want to be a, um, uh, one of those people that uh, just come uh, to Africa, get initiated and leave, right? You come, uh, that's a colonizer, right? You come, you, you, you take the resources and you go, no, give back stay connected right this is why I say initiation is a lifelong process because there's so more so much to learn if we would spend time learning our culture and getting the knowledge that is needed and by knowledge I mean going through different initiations because there's different initiations for different processes. And you never stop initiating um, when you're on this uh, journey. And if we would take that mindset, we could um, recreate our African genius, a comedic genius, right? You know, a lot of people want to say, well, Chinese medicine is so far along, it's so advanced. Or, you know, I study uh, uh, Chinese spirituality um, because it's so far along. Um, and you know why? Because um, the people take pride in their culture and they study. They study, they devote themselves and study and that's how it's preserved and stayed uh, so far along. And the same can be for our African culture, for our uh, African spirituality. If we have those of us who study and make it our mission to learn So it's not something you come and do like a tourist, (laughs) right? I came to Africa. I initiated on the continent. I go back to the States, and now, you know, you're puffing out your chest and, you know, look at what I did. No, 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 no. No, beloved. No, darling. Um, Now, granted, there is something to be said for those initiate on the continent because initiating on the continent continent of Africa versus initiating anywhere else um, you know you're connected to the original source you're connected to the original deities Um, you are going through an age long process um, that has not been corrupted that's been preserved and uh, you are um, gaining uh, a power and a support that is uh, original to you, come being an African person. And so there is something to be said for that, right? Because the rivers and the mountains and nature and the divinities here are supporting you and that's amazing um but it doesn't end there so there's something to be said and there's a respect that needs to be given for to those people who initiate on the continent and speaking of which i I know my tangent is going on and on but speaking of which for those who came with me Um, in August and those who initiated here on the continent, um, big shout out to them. Big shout out to them because, you know, they went through um, a process that uh, was a coming of age. They faced their fears, they did it together. It was something uh, courageous that they experienced, and um, I will be sharing a little bit of their journey on my YouTube page. I'm putting together the videos now, and uh, you guys will be able to see their process. But the power that they received you know the strength the confidence after afterwards the, the the um support the way that they're moving now man life after initiation watch out <laughs> and so i'm just so happy for all of them right and Those of you who are coming in the next group, um, you guys will have that same access. But just know it's initiation, uh, that learning process is something you should consider yourself doing for the rest of your life. You know, even if you say, you know, well, certain things I want to learn. Um, there's certain, say, powers or protections or things that I need. Um, but I don't necessarily want to go down the priesthood path. That's fine. Um, not everyone's called to be a priest. That doesn't mean that um, there's only one initiation for you. <laughs> no, the initiation is simply uh, a gaining of power, gaining of support a gaining of knowledge and moving you um from one skill set into another right and there's rituals that are a part of that and um depending on what you want to learn you need to uh go through the rituals for that process and so when um we talk about the initiations into life, right? So this is not initiations um, into the priesthood that I'm talking about, just simple initiations into life, which is something that each of us are entitled to because each of us have life, we're living. And so being on this earth, we have initiations into life. And um, that is the initiation process that I'm um, speaking about when I talk to you guys about this. Now, for those of you who say I want to initiate into the priesthood, that's a separate conversation. Uh, We can take that conversation offline, um, message me. There's a whole different process for that. (laughs) And I welcome you to start that process. We'll see if you're ready for that process. Um, But that's a whole different process. And and not all of you, most of you um, will not go down that path. right? Many of you uh, will go through the initiation into life and then you will start to learn your trade or your skill, and that takes different um, initiations. Or uh, once you learn your family uh, trade or what you're good at, then you start to learn down that path, right? So that goes into, say, why the initiation process is important. So that's the second question. So for the initiation process into life, so let me just close out what I was saying in my rant, right? Which is, you know, once you connect and you start going down the initiation process, right? You shouldn't bounce around. And we've seen those people too. Right, they are initiated into this tradition, that tradition, um, and they're just kind of moving around. Um, You know, for those people, hopefully, they're keeping in touch and paying respect to all of the deities and divinities that have um, taught them and that are supporting them. Um, that's what I would say is that, you know, for those of you who, uh, bounce around, uh, stay connected, pay respect. For me, there's so much to learn in my, uh, or specialty that I've decided to go down that there's no need for me to go into any other path, right? There's, you can become, um, uh, what is that saying? You guys know the saying. It's like you, you... You know many, but you specialize in none. Um, yeah, no, I, I choose to specialize in the one path, and that path for me is uh, Voodoon. And uh, for you, it may be different. And so when you decide to go down a path, you need to do your research, do your research on the spiritual sect, sector uh, that you're um, going down, do your research on the temple, you the priest or priestess that you're wanting to initiate under, um, get, as, as you guys say on the internet, get receipts. <laughs> you know, speak to some of the people from the temple some of the people who have worked with uh, that particular priest um, get referred you know get referred by other people Um, I will say uh, and spend time with that priest yourself you know sometimes it's a personality thing and, and when I say personality it's it really ties down to connection and ties down to having some of the similar divinities and bonds, right? It's like, why am I attracted to this priest? Why am I attracted to this temple? Um, Unbeknownst to you, it's normally or or usually because uh, you share some of the same divinities that uh, are under that uh, temple and you're attracted it's the divinities that are calling you right it's the personality um, that is attracting you and but spend time spend time get to know ask questions you know uh, mentor under that particular person Um, And see if it's right for you it's not something to rush into because it is a lifelong process and so you need to know this in whatever uh, initiation you go into you know there's uh, different ones out there and you, you need to know because you always pay respect to the source to your source the source that gave you power you know and the initiation process that would be your spiritual mother, your spiritual father, because they uh, gave you that power. They initiated you, and they're connected to a source. They are the gateway uh, to the divine world, um, that power source that your ancestors connected through to give to you. And so you stay connected. And so me, I'm proud to stand on the shoulders of two amazing temples um, here on the continent. And um, I'm definitely connected to both of those temples, pay respect to them. And uh, uh, I don't see myself ever not doing that, right? Because that's the way I was taught. And that's the way family is. At what point do you not um, respect or stay connected to your mother and father? Huh? Answer that for me. Seriously. No, we need to, at what point? There is no point. (laughs) And that is my point. (laughs) There is no point in your life and your existence where you don't, Stay connected to your mother and father. Or let me say this, in a healthy setting, right? In a healthy, normal setting, there is no um, area or time that you're not connected to your mother and father. Now, do you go off and live life? Um, Yes, you go off and live life, but that does not mean you're estranged, that does not mean you're disconnected. That does not mean you don't give, keep in touch or give support to. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, a part of our culture, and this is part of why it's so hard for Africans in America to understand um, some of the uh, cultural um I don't want to say cultural norms but you know we we wonder why can't we organize <laughs> why can't we come together and we are so disconnected and that first connection is to family right and who you connect and who you consider family and when the African from Um, that was born and raised and given the culture from Africa comes to America, they are still connected to their family. Everything that they have, they give back to their family. You know, they they still support their family because they realize those are the shoulders in which they stand. And um, we don't have that same connection. We think, again, we think that we can... Uh, get raised by a woman and a man, call them our mother and father, and we get to 18 and we go off on our own and we don't owe them everything we have. Yes, we owe them everything we have and we should be supporting and taking care of them. As children, that is our responsibility. And those of you who are learning to uh, give honor and respect to your ancestors, you're learning how to give back and how to, to honor and respect and take care of your ancestors in the unseen world. But you can't take care of your ancestors without taking care of your mother and father, without taking care of the family who has got you to where you are. And that is my point in saying when you initiate um, with a temple, with a priest, with a priestess, that you always give back because they are your family also. That is your society also. That is your connection to source, right? So that's why it's so important. So you always, even if you can't travel, right? For whatever reason, you can't travel back to Africa to see the temple that you um, initiated under, you always give support you always give support always 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 for those of you who um, came with me on the first trip you see my temple is growing there's so many things that we're doing there that's because we support the temple the people who initiate there we give back We support the village. We support the temple. And they should be thriving. They should be growing. There should be construction. There should be things going on. You don't take, take, take. Take knowledge. Take power. Take support. And don't give back. Always give back. And you just don't give one time. All right. That's just a, such a Western thing to, such a Western mindset and, con- and concept. Oh, well, I paid for my initiation and that was my give back. Oh. <laughs> right. Is that the way you treat your mother, also? Is that how you take care of your mother? Probably so. That is not the way it should go. Do you know the way I raise my children? And again, I, I don't know. I think this this um, podcast, I'm just going on a rant. <laughs> I'm just ranting about, about behavior. But do you know the way that I teach my children? I teach my children that a part of their income goes to family, right? I raise them. They have their personal money which is half of their income. They have um, their family money. They have their savings, they have their investing. But a portion of, and I bring this up to say, a portion of their income goes to family. And I don't put any stipulations on that. I, I don't say, you know, you have to give it to your mother. You have to give it to your father. No, I say you give it to your family. That could be your siblings. That could be your grandparents. That could be your cousins. You just can't spend it on yourself. That could be, you know, for birthdays, holidays. But you know what they use it on more than, more than that. And for those of you who know, I have uh, children. My children. Uh, some of them are grown. Uh, The youngest one is five, my oldest is 22. And I've been teaching this as principal to my children since my oldest, my 22 year old, was uh, as young as my uh, five year old. I've been teaching this. So it's ingrained in my children to know, to give to family. So even now my 20 year old and my 22 year old, they're buying things for their siblings. When you know this their siblings need things they give back to family, oh, you need this, you know, uh, it it did me it made me joyful and almost brought tears to my eyes. One year, they uh, uh, money for me was low. My money was in different uh, investments. In different areas, uh, business was down, and there was some family event that needed to happen. Maybe it was a birthday or or um, some holiday or something that we celebrated. And um, I was discouraged because, you know, all I could offer to my to my family was to cook them a good meal. And I did that. You know, I went and I cooked an elaborate meal for the children and the family that came over. And that's, you know, that particular year, that's all I could offer. And when the children came, they had bought all types of things um, that their siblings needed for each other and uh, it wasn't me. It was the teaching that I put in them that caused them to take care of the need. Matter of fact, what was it? I think we were um, celebrating, it was either um, a comedic new year, or the Um, Matter of fact, I think that's what it was. Normally in our family, around the New Year time, I also, uh, which is, um, for those of you who don't know, it's like around September. I normally take that time and we give gifts and it's around the time that school starts. That's what it was. It's around the time that school starts. And um, so we, for the comedic New Year, we give Um, We have a big feast and we buy gifts for each other and I take that time to uh, give the kids school clothes, things like that. And this particular year, my finances were low and um, I said, you know what, I'm going to cook a good meal and uh, they'll just have to, that will be my contribution. And do you know my oldest children? They came and they bought all the things that their younger siblings needed. And shoes, socks, underclothes, um, backpacks. They bought everything that their siblings needed. And it wasn't that I asked them to. They knew that times were hard, and they just did it. They just did it. Why? Because they already had the money saved. There's a portion of their income. It's been engraved in them since they were young to always give to family. And when you teach your children that, to always give back to family, they will never stop. It will be a lens that they have. If something is needed, they will do it. And so, why do I share that personal story with you? Because that is our culture, and because that is our culture, when you are initiating, it's the same thing. It's 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 who we are. You initiate, and you take that that. Uh, priest, that temple, that priestess on as your family. And if they need something, you do it. And this isn't just a a transactional thing. And that's the Western mindset that we need to cleanse ourselves from. We should always be serving because that power that you have, the power, the life that my children have, they use it As long as they have breath in their body and the power that in the life and the support that your priest or priestess or temple gives you, you will have as long as you have breath in your body. Right? (laughs) You see how all that ties in and connects? So those of us who have initiated in different places in the past and you think that you can have... um, have that name and don't give support shame on you (laughs) you think that you can have that power and don't give uh, support, shame on you (laughs) you think that you can have that that knowledge or that skill set that you have right? whether you learned how to divine whether You learned um, how to heal or use certain herbs or certain whatever knowledge, whatever you were given, right? Whatever you were initiated into, whatever uh, you were given, no matter what your initiation was, you think you can have that? That knowledge cannot be undone. Therefore, your connection and your tie cannot be undone. And why would you want to? That's selfish. That's stealing. <laughs> you don't, it's out of order with nature, right? This is, you say, well, how can you be out of alignment and out of order with nature? I'm going to point it out. I'm going to point it out. And this is one way. Right, And so you want to make sure you're always giving respect. You're always giving back to your temple in one way, at least least once a year, at least periodically. You check in, you send something. If they need something, you check in with your priest. Your priestess, what do you need? If you're currently serving a temple, anything that's needed. You should be devoting yourself. If you see your servant, meaning your priest or priestess, is struggling with something, give service. Give time. Go spend time at your temple, right? This is something you should be doing before you initiate, and this is something you should be doing after you initiate. It doesn't stop just because, you know, you got what you wanted, please. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. So, uh, rites of passage. This is, this is part of the rules and part of the culture that you need to know. And going through the initiation process. It's something you need to know. Um, where are we at? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we did 50, 50 minutes of talking about this. I'm, you know, it needed to be said. It needed to be said because there's so, there's so much that I see in the States that is wrong. And you only know this when you go and study at the feet of the elders. When you go to the temples and you learn the correct way, you, you. It's only then that you learn um, or start to uh, be become aware of what's false and what doesn't need to be imitated, right? And that's what separates me from other people out there. That's what separates me, and the way that I teach um, my. Devotees, my mentees, my initiates, this is what's different. Is that you need to know, you know, this is a connection, this is a bond. We're building a family. This is family. If I'm going to be your spiritual mother, then you need to know that this is a connection, right? And I'm bringing you to my source. Bringing you to my temple here in Africa where my teachers are, Mm -mm. now you're connected to them. Now you have this support, right? Now you have this support. You have the support of all of their bloodlines. You have the support of my bloodline. You have the support of all the divinities that are connected. And you think that you can just come, you know, pay your few little money, you know, gain all of this power and then go back. (laughs) No, that's so rude. That's so disrespectful. That's so disrespectful. And so that's something you need to know in going down the rites of passage uh, path. initiating is that you need to align yourself or connect yourself with a temple that you will be okay being connected to for a lifetime you know it's nothing to hey how are you guys doing you know How can I contribute? Are there any projects that you guys are working on? What can I do? Even in the simplest of form, you know, I want to give an offering to the temple. I want to give an offering to my divinities. You always do that. That is the way you stay connected, right? Show support keep that pathway open because, you know what, as as teachers, as people, mothers uh, who are responsible for, um, for students, for initiates, for devotees, for children, see how that's all connected? You see how I ran that together? As mothers, right, who are responsible for initiates, for devotees, for children, right? You see how that, I had to repeat myself just so you would catch it. You will always, I will always be praying for you. I will always be going through, going to the divinities uh, on your behalf, And those of you who work for me, not work for me, those of you who work with me, excuse me. (laughs) Those of you who work with me know that I tell you I pray to the divinities and lament to the divinities for you the same thing I wish for my children. Uh, For the children who came out of my body, the creations that uh, I made, I wish for my initiates the same thing for you. And why do I do that? Because I understand my obligation. I understand my responsibility. I will always pray good things for you. I will always wish that you are in good health. Why? Because that is how I give support to you. You will always have that support. I will always be sending protection to you. I will always be sending the divinities to encamp around you and open the doors and pathways for you to remove the stumbling blocks out of your way, the boulders, the rocks, you know, to let prosperity flow like a river for you. I will always do those things because we are connected. I will call out your name. I will call out your spiritual name. I will call out your true identity and do that. That's my obligation as your spiritual mother. That's my obligation as a natural mother, right? And that's what I would, and because, and that's what my teachers do for me. And so it's passed down. And so when you have that connection, who are you to cut yourself off and say, oh, thank you, (laughs) this is it, this is all I wanted, thank you, peace, I'm out, (laughs) appreciate it. Do you see how crazy that is? Do you see how that is out of alignment with nature and the natural process, right? And so when you look at these scholars out there, when you look at these uh, leaders in the conscious community, um, when you look at these uh, um, so-called spiritual guides, um, look and see if they're connected to their temple. When was the last time they visited their temple? Ask them, pick their brain, all right? This is something you should be doing in in, um, choosing a priest or priestess, all right? So I'm going to stop here for this podcast. We kind of went on for a while, and that's okay. You needed this knowledge. (laughs) You needed this information. This needed to be said, and so I had to say it. We will continue on with why is it important why is initiation important what is far and far initiation next time in our next episode of the divine feminine podcast until then as always be well To schedule a spiritual reading, life coaching session, or to order herbs and tonics, please visit our website, divinefeminine.net. If you are in search of a spiritual guide and or mentor, or if you just want to join our Divine Feminine Network, email me at Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the Divine Feminine Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, share, and join in on the conversation on social media. Find us on all social media outlets at Hanera Abunu.